the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. On this week's episode of Hometown Crowd, we recap the NFL draft and give our winners and losers. Then, drama in the NHL as the Rangers fight the Capitals. Aaron Rodgers looks ready to walk away from Green Bay. And the International Olympics Committee clamps down on protesting. Get on your feet, you're cheering with the hometown crowd. Hello and welcome to episode 72 of Hometown Crowd, your source for sports news across the country and in the backyards of Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Dipple. What's up, everybody? It's Mac. See, that's not as festive as the first one, but here uh, we go. I, I wasted the first one, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this is, and I'm Heather. That's celebrating Cinco to Drinko Lewis. Because it's been a week. Be sure to follow us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email us at hometowncrowdpod at gmail.com. How are you guys doing this week? Yo, it's a week. I'm with Heather on this one. It's a, it's a fucking week. Okay, listen, though. You are not sitting in hours-long training sessions on IRAs. No, because I don't hate myself that much. Well, I mean, I don't hate myself either, but, I mean, it's part of my job, so. Well, I mean, who chose that? I, di- I didn't choose your job for you. <laughs> you know what? Nope, nope. I'm just going to shelve that. I'm going to couch my response. This is my return to the actual pod. Uh, we, we did the live show on the NFL draft last week, but this is my first time recording the podcast again. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back. Welcome Everybody's back. so excited that I'm back. The most lackluster, like, welcome I think I've ever right? heard. Right? Everybody's silence. so excited that the I'm here. The silence was deafening. <laughs> Did you then. want a welcome back, Cotter? Because I could, I could cue that up real quick and play it for you. Uh, no, that's okay. The, the moment has passed. <laughs> so let's just dive <laughs> into already, the episode. We've already heard his feelings, so we'll just, we'll just start the show with that. Well, let's start with the NFL draft. Last week, everybody from college, uh, or, you know, the picks were made from college. Uh, we did our first Twitch stream for the first round, and no surprise, Trevor Lawrence went first to the Jaguars. Uh, yeah. The Bears traded up for Justin Fields, while the Max Patriots were left pulling the trigger on Mac Jones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I collected his tears on that. <laughs> Yeah, it, I was upset about that. Okay, I was very upset. Here you go, Tim. <laughs> Welcome back. Okay. Right there. Yeah, yeah, that's enough of that. <laughs> that's all we can afford. Yeah, uh, yeah we, we can't really get in any deeper than that. Otherwise, nope. uh, we're looking at a lawsuit from... Uh, you know, John Sebastian, the writer and singer of the song. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere in the draft, the guy I wanted so badly in the first round happened to fall to us in the second round. Uh, J.O.K. Yeah. Um, but who had the best draft? Um, at the risk of sounding like a homer, the Pats had a really good draft. Um, the Browns had a good draft. Uh I mean, I would honestly say those are probably the two teams that set themselves up the best. Um, you know, uh, the, I mean, the Niners 
didn't didn't I, come away like yeah. empty-handed. I don't think they did, but I'm still I'm not sold on Trey Lance, man. I I, I have to see how he plays. Um, yeah, I was kind of surprised that he went number three. Yeah, I I was shocked. Um. I, th- I think the Bears had a really good one too. They seem to be rated pretty highly, especially with that trade up to ju- to get Justin Fields. Yes, let's let's just piss me off, Tim. Let's do that tonight. Uh, I mean, the Bears have to have something going for them because otherwise, like if Justin Fields doesn't work out, they're they're rolling with Andy Dalton. Yeah. And so. the front office already said that Dalton would open up the season as a starter. Yeah, so. that'll last a week and a half. Yeah. Well, um, a- according to CBS Sports, apparently the Cardinals had a great draft because they were number two on their list. Yeah, of, they, had, they had a good draft. Who did. they have as number one? The Patriots. Okay. That that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know they re- they rated that Mac Jones really high. They had a uh, their number three pick was uh, the Broncos. Okay. Uh, they had Detroit at four, the wow. Bears at five, the Eagles at six, the Bills at seven. I'll do three more. The Chiefs at eight, the Giants at nine, and the Panthers at ten. Wow. What did they not like about the Browns draft? Because I saw well, a lot of analysis uh, or analyses that had like Bears and Browns as one and two. Um. Let me see. It says all it really says is that their most surprising pick was Auburn's Anthony Schwartz. Yeah, I think we've lost Mac. Nope, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, he's just taking it in. Um, They really didn't offer like a grade on it. um, Interesting. From what I could see. But I know James has tried to send me notes like three times and that and that had a Cleveland one in there. So let me pull those up. too. Okay. Well, while you're doing that, who do you guys think had the worst draft? Well, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Uh, Trevor Lawrence aside, I don't think the Jags did that well. Um, I love Etienne. You guys know that. But taking a running back in the first round now is like almost unheard of. Um, Yeah. And it's not something you typically do. Yeah. And Urban Meyer has proven already that he doesn't know what how to use Etienne. Yeah. Uh, talking about using him as a third down back only behind his other two. And uh, that doesn't seem like Etienne's style. No, um, he's a home run threat. I, I think they're going to start with James Robinson, which I think is a great idea. You know, he yep. broke 1,400 yards scrimmage. But Carlos Hyde is not a number two back. Um, you know, he was one of my favorite players when he was in college, but he deals with injuries. You know, he, I think he's the Jaguars are, you know, his fourth or fifth team that he's played for, you know, like he's not a, you know, he's not a, a heavy workload guy, right? No, and not at all. You're not going to have running backs that pick up, you know, 30, 40 carries often anymore. You know, Travis Henry is the, or excuse me, Derek Henry is the um, exception to that rule. Um, but you know, most guys are going to get 20 each, you know, and I don't know. I don't, what's Hyde's going to have days where he gets, you know, 10, 15, 20 carries and only puts down 40 yards. Um, I think with Etienne, at least you've got a guy who has the ability to rip off the big run and those 10, 15 carries, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't really interested, uh, 
uh, impressed with the rest of the Jags uh, draft. And Heather, not to rub salt in your wound, I wasn't really impressed with the Saints draft either. Uh, you weren't the only one. So, joy, thanks. Welcome to the club. Um, so, well, from what I can see, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess to answer your question, Tim, on who had the best or who had the worst, I guess it kind of all depends on who you ask. Because, I mean, yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, you have like sportingnews.com and they have the from best to worst with the best being the Dolphins and the worst being the Raiders. So I think it's all in, uh, you know, who you ask. Well, the Raiders, the Raiders should always be at the bottom because it seems in the first round they always do these like extreme reaches. You know, you had Cleveland Farrell two years ago, Henry Ruggs last season. They haven't really panned out. You know, I just uh, the Raiders, I, I, they're hit and miss, man. They are so hit and miss. And they always seem to miss on the first two rounds, like the, the, the picks they have in the first two rounds. Well, uh, well, one thing that did not disappoint uh, was, uh, although did the Chargers get a first round pick or did they waive it? No, they did because there was like the the whole fan base was there and it was like three of them. Yeah, it was four of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they took uh, Rashawn Slater. Oh, okay. Or no, was it the Rams? The Rams are the ones who haven't had like a first round pick in like 17 years. So yeah. I, I, it's nice to know that they were still holding that tradition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, another team I think that did really bad was uh, Houston. Well, I mean, it's the Texans. They don't know how to fucking draft. Um, they took quarterback. I had just had his name. Um, I just had it here. Sorry. The dude from Stanford, right? Yeah, they took uh, the, the, the presumptive ink break glass in case of emergency with uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, Davis Mills, the quarterback from Stanford in the third round, which was their first pick. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Texans have destroyed any kind of draft capital under uh, Bill O'Brien. You know, he traded away so much and got little or nothing back. Uh, You're probably going into a season where Watson, uh, you know, based on his alleged, you know, crimes, um, because I don't want to get sued for that either. (laughs) Um, You know, I doubt he sees the field this season. Yeah, that's probably true. You know. So you're going to go with a dude that was okay in college, uh, who played in a, a trash conference in the Pac-12, um, and, and you're going to roll the dice with him? Like, come on. Yeah, and their second pick was Nico Collins, the wide receiver out of Michigan. Yeah. And well, we all, we all know ahead, how Nico plays. <laughs> yeah. yeah, The according to Bleacher Report, their grade for the Texans was a C-. minus. Oh, that might be generous. Yeah, well, it's funny because the the way that like their grading started, it says, anyone going to bother reading this one or should I just move on to the Indianapolis Colts? <laughs> That's fair. That's, That's fair. how it started. That's how it started. So, yeah. OK, uh, what other surprises? Anything else from the draft? No, I mean, I think the Browns have set themselves up with adding a ton of depth, which is what you need. Absolutely. Uh, especially when you're going to be, um, you know, trying to prep yourself for a deep playoff run co- this coming season. Uh, I think they added some good pieces. You know, I'd say the Browns are a top five team right now, you know. Um, yeah. And Bleacher yeah. Report rated their draft as an A plus. I mean, the only the only real question I have is that cornerback that they picked. Um, Newsom, Greg Newsom. Yeah, Newsom. I mean. 
I'm not, you know, he played corner in the Big Ten, which when you have to play teams like Ohio State, um, you know, Indiana, you know, big, big wide open offenses with with really, really good wideouts. You know, he, he, he played well against them, but now you're in the NFL, right? There's going to be a lot expected of you. He doesn't tackle the best, um, you know, and unless he ends up like Deion Sanders, where, you know, he doesn't get paid to tackle, uh, you know, that, that could come back and bite him in the ass. But I, I really like the rest of the Browns picks, though, and hopefully Newsom works out. Like, I'm not trying to say, I, I you know, I want anything bad against the kid. Um, but if, if, imagine that backfield with Greedy and Denzel Ward, and you have Newsom in the slot, and then you have Delpit and um, uh, Harrison, you know, playing safety. That's a good defensive backfield at that point. That, that's pretty good. It's going to be pretty nasty to try to get through. So, yeah. Yeah, and don't forget about the um, the other guy that we picked up, uh, John Johnson. Yeah. I mean, that's going to make that backfield pretty lethal. Yeah, that's. I should have said Johnson instead of Harrison. I apologize because he I thought the, that's what you meant. Uh, he was the big pickup uh, from uh, L.A. Um, who was really excited to be there, and I think that gives, you know, if if Delpit can come back healthy, which is a big if coming back from an Achilles injury, that is going to be a really good one-two punch at safety. Yeah, uh, they'll, they'll be able to cover a lot of ground, and you won't see the big plays uh, given up by the Browns secondary again because you don't have that stiff. Of uh, 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 what's it, Alejandro? Uh, Sandejo. Sandejo, thank you. Like Sandejo won't be manning the backfield anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we we definitely stacked up our defense. I mean, you had to. That's That was the weak part of the team. Yeah. And it, it really kind of completes that two-year rebuild that Andrew Perry was going for. Last year, it was all about stacking that offense. And now you keep those guys and you stack that defense. And now you have a team that I know one commentator today said is the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree with that. But uh, the, the thing is, the Browns, what they really have to do is get some depth on the offensive line. Uh, yes. What, you know, once uh, once uh, that guard went out, what's his name? Uh, oh, if you don't ask me these questions, I could tell you them. Uh, You're talking about Teller? Teller, yeah, Teller. Once he went out, you know, that ground game really slowed down. Um, you know, that period of, I think, four games where he was not starting due to injury. Um, you have to have guys set up. You have to be too deep on the offensive line now. You cannot be one deep. Um, you know, and that was the Browns' big Achilles heel on offense last year was they were one deep on the offensive line. Uh, I mean, if, if Kendall Lamb is starting games for you because of injury, you have problems. Um, you know, Kendall Lamb is kind of a, uh, you know, he's a stiff. <laughs> That's fair. That is completely fair. Um, let's go over to the NHL for a little bit um, where there's some major controversy. Monday night in the game between the New York Rangers and Washington Capitals, Capitals forward Tom Wilson got into it. First cross-checking Pavel uh, Buknovic. And then body slamming Artemi Artemi Panarin. Okay, listen, you got the last name right on the first one, but you can't do this one. Seriously? I apologize. I don't do Actually, names I'm very well. Actually, I'm not surprised. Oh, I'm um, not surprised. I'm just impressed you got it right the first on the first. <laughs> one. But, but for some reason, 
Wilson did not get suspended, leading the Rangers to release a statement essentially calling for the firing of George Peros, the head of player safety. Yeah, yeah. Wilson only got fined five thousand dollars. Yeah, five K, man. That was it. For doing what he did. Yeah. And you can find the video on YouTube, like the full thing. And from what I understand, he was still very salty about a penalty that got called on him earlier. And yeah. just took it out on them. Well, you know who else is salty? The entire Rangers team, because mm-hmm. tonight the Rangers and Capitals met up again. And in the first five minutes, there were six fights. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like there was there anybody left to play? Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure about that one. Please but. tell me that somebody did sticks, gloves, jersey or no helmet jersey. Please tell me that happened. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I was just reading about it. Oh, man. Oh, man. Let's go see if I can find it. Um, but surprisingly, Zdeno Chara was not part of any of those fights. Well, I mean. But I, Wilson played, though, right? It, yes. Wilson's playing. I believe so. Well, he's not suspended, so he's allowed to play. Oh, that's, yeah. And, and Chara is 6'9", like 280 pounds. If I see him barreling at me on a pair of skates, fuck you, dude. I'm going to the dressing room and locking the door. Like, <laughs> no, I feel like I feel like you would just throw yourself into the wall. Like I, you would just do it anyways. I mean, well, be honestly, I'm probably I'm a big enough idiot. To, I would just like gimly myself at him, you know, throw launch myself at him. And then he'd catch me and then toss me like a rag doll. Which is kind of what Wilson did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But you know what? He's only he's only going to get slapped with a five thousand dollar fine. So what does he care? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was gross. I watched the video. He was on, like Panarin was on his stomach, and he just started like he punched him in the back of the fucking head. Like, and how was that okay? You know, like how do you justify only a five thousand dollar fine for? Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I understand that's what's negotiated through the collective bargaining agreement. But how did the person in charge of player safety? really think that was enough and then the yeah, justification yeah. he used was bullshit like well you know they both went down together or some nonsense and and you know wilson wasn't directly laying on top of him at that point yeah he got he kind of got up on his knees to punch him in the back of the fucking head yeah you know like wilson played four shifts tonight for a total time on ice of two minutes and 36 seconds he had 15 minutes in penalties yeah. you know I figured mm-hmm. I figured the NHL had moved past that, um, you know, that that kind of uh, player that ha- always has more um, you penalty know, time than play than time, ice time. Yeah. Um, well, you got to imagine every time he was on the ice, somebody was targeting him. Well, I mean, he should be. Absolutely. They're not be. wrong to do it. You know, it's it's fucking ridiculous, man. Yeah, um, it is worth mentioning as well that uh, the, both the GM and president for the Rangers have been fired. Um, it's unclear. Uh, th- there's some varying reports as to whether or not it was related to the statement or just the fact that the Rangers missed the playoffs. Well, I mean, Probably a little bit of both. they were fired for uh, missing the playoffs. Uh, you know, Chris Drury. um you know, he is now the president and general manager uh, of the team. 
But, uh, I mean, here this is the thing. I wouldn't be surprised if, the like, uh, James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks and the Rangers and Madison Square Garden, the arena where both teams play, I would not be surprised if the president and the general manager released that statement. And then Dolan was like, oh, no, Gary Bettman's going to be so mad at me. (laughs) Okay, because Dolan's a a spineless jellyfish. I mean, look at what he's done to multiple former Knicks players that have been critical of him. They would try and go to games, and he would have them kicked out of Madison Square Garden because he got his feelings hurt because he sucks as an owner, right? Like, yeah. You know, it's the New York Knicks. It's it's one of the preeminent teams in the NBA. It's the fucking New York Rangers, one of the original six teams in the NHL, right? Yep. And he, he's run them both into the ground. Uh, you know, the Knicks are having a bounce back season this year. I think that has more to do with the, the players they brought in and the coaching staff that they have more so than, you know, what James Dolan has done as owner to make this team better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I just – I, I could see Dolan like freaking out, like, oh, no, he's going to yell at me. Well, well, here's the thing, though. I feel like, though, with Wilson only getting just a five thousand dollar fine. That's not even and, a slap on the wrist. No, like, it's not that's even below a slap that level. Yeah, it, it's enabling him and it's enabling other players to do the same thing because they all know shit's not going to happen. Nothing's going to happen to him. So why the fuck not? You know, just short of slicing somebody's jugular, you know, like what, which has happened, which has happened a uh, complete accident, but it has happened. Yeah. But, but again, it's, it's enabling this bad behavior Yeah. because there's no, there's no real consequence to it. So yeah. Uh, let's turn back to the NFL where the Aaron Rodgers drama continues to grow the divide between the quarterback and the team. It was leaked this week that Rogers referred to uh, the general, the man, the general manager Brian Gutekunst. Gutenkunst. Gutenkunst. Okay, uh, as Jerry Kraus in group chats. Kraus is, of course, the late general manager of the Chicago Bulls, who had continued disputes with Michael Jordan during their run in the '90s. Not just. Uh, uh... General GM, but remember, he was also involved with the White Sox as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're at the point where we can honestly say, hey, Aaron Rodgers, you're the problem. That's is probably he, true. Is he, though? Absolutely. He is a crybaby of the first order. Well, like, do you think it's because he was always, like, in Brett Favre's shadow? He's that not, he was like that? He is not in Brett Favre's shadow anymore. I oh, yeah, no, but I feel like maybe that was always kind of like the chip that was on his shoulder. But why? Like, they literally chased Brett Favre out of town to allow uh, Aaron Rodgers to start. You know, like, if if a franchise is willing to chase off, like, honestly, one of the few good things to happen to it, right? Um, you know, and the, the Packers were an afterthought that, you know, they, they were a 500 and below team until Favre began starting games and winning games, right? And if they chase that guy out of town to say, you know what, you're going to give us a better opportunity to win, then okay. You know, like you, you shouldn't be worried about living in anybody's shadow at that point because you're not. Um, but like, I, I think Rodgers is the problem. Like that Green Bay has improved significantly the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do they need more, you know, work at wideout? Absolutely. Like I, I would, I would be remiss if I said that wasn't the case. But, you know, they brought back um, 
Uh, Jones, the running back, who just kind of exploded last season uh, and had a really good season before. You know, like, and their defense is not the, the you know, the doormat it used to be. Like, bro, um, shut the fuck up for 10 minutes. Like, go out there, get to know your teammates and play. I'm, You know me, I'm usually on the side of the QB. But at this point, it seems like Brett, or uh, excuse me, Aaron Rodgers is like that really needy friend that – you know, our acquaintance that you just don't want around it all the time. Uh, <laughs> because they because they need the constant like affirmation. Yes. And mm. and attention. And attention. Yeah. Right. Mm. Well, I mean, there's also something to be said about, you know, they didn't exactly put a ton of weapons around him in recent years and they traded up to draft Jordan Love last year. Okay. And why is it bad to have a quarterback that you could potentially build around. Again, look at what happened. Look what's happened to Denver since Peyton Manning fell off the cliff physically. Do you want? Do you want to be stuck in that position? Fuck no. Denver's still looking for a quarterback, and Manning retired what 58 years ago. <laughs> well, and and too, I was I was looking at something that um, where a lot of the target of or just a lot of the disdain towards the GM um, was that it was his call on love. Right. And it's, it's the GM's job to partially ensure the long-term stability of the team. So if he felt like love, you know, would give the Packers some kind of continued QB success for another decade plus, you know, then why not? But, I mean, he he erred um, by not including Rodgers in his thinking beforehand, which plays into your he needs the attention and he needs the affirmation. So he probably feels like he was left out of that really important decision. And because he I would I am willing to bet that Aaron Rodgers fancies himself like the Tom Brady of the Packers that everything goes through him. But like it should thing. go through him. Like it did with Brady. Not everything went through Brady. Bill Belichick was the end all be all of that team. That mm-hmm. was part of the reason Brady left. He didn't like, he, he was beginning to chafe under that system and, yeah. and all, you know, more power to him. Right. And, but the thing is, is like, I like how NFL players are clawing back some of that power away from team owners, right? I like that. But you know what the NFL is not? The NBA, okay? we The NFL is not set up to have a LeBron James-like player in the NFL right now. It is not. It's nowhere near ready for that, right? And I think we've also seen that NFL players do not make good general managers typically. Again, look at John Elway. That guy yeah. actually sucks at his job. Well, I just I I think I think I guess really what I'm trying to say or trying to with three stelter margaritas in me is that uh, Aaron Rodgers has given him has blown himself up with a lot of air with a lot of hot air. And and like I feel like it's that balloon that's slowly starting to like deflate on itself, you know, and it's not as big as he thought it was. Yeah, I I can see. Rogers just like throwing a fit and just I'm not reporting at all this summer. Don't count on me. Right. And, and holding out. I can see him doing that. Um, like if I'm the Packers, I'm shopping him around to quarterback needy teams. All right. 
and I'm going to let like Rogers know, okay, hey dude, guess what you don't get to do because you don't have no tra- uh, you don't have a no trade clause. I'm sending you to, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm sending you to the fucking Giants, right? <laughs> you know, like a bad team with a bad O line uh, and not many weapons. Let's see what he thinks then, right? At least you have something going in Green Bay, um, you know. And the, the, can you imagine the 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 draft bounty that Aaron Rodgers would pull in for the Packers? Like it'd be fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, you know. Well, get, the only thing that's off. mandatory, though, the only thing that's mandatory between now and the start of the three-day mini camp in June. Um, well, no, 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 the mini the mini camp is the mandatory thing. From now until training camp, from yeah. the start of training camp, is those three days. If he chooses to not show up, it could cost him a total of $93,085. Which is nothing. But this is, He's made it Exactly. Pretty, this is yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Like, ninety three grand is is nothing. Yeah. Like, that's Starbucks order. So, <laughs> I, yeah, like, I, yeah. So apparently the odds uh, have, other than staying with the Packers, uh, Denver, Vegas, New Orleans, Miami, and Washington are the five teams leading in the race that could land Aaron Rodgers. I've also seen Cleveland thrown around there, and I don't know what the hell is wrong with the Browns or Browns fans, but every time a quarterback is uh, rumored to be on the way out. It's like, oh, send him here. But you know what? Baker is actually a solid quarterback. And he's only going to get better. This is going to be the yes. first offensive coordinator he's going to play two consecutive seasons with. Exactly. Watch, watch how much he thrives. Yeah. And there's a lot of weapons on that offense. He's only going to get better. Like for me, I, 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 if I'm the Browns, I would laugh that off, right? Because, I mean, Mayfield, this is what pisses me off about Browns fans, right? Like you got a sniff. Like you got a taste of some success and yeah. now you're like, oh, man, everybody, you know, like we, we, you know, we're guaranteed the Super, you know, Super Bowl. But I mean, we have Baker Mayfield. Dude, he got you to the playoffs for the first time in like a generation. And then won that first game. Yeah. Right. And he did this, uh, you know, again, yet again, under a new system, uh, you know, he he. Broke 3,500 yards and 20 touchdowns. He's only the third quarterback to do that in like their first five, four or five seasons. Um, you know, like he's he's a, he's a talented dude. Um, yeah. And I I think Stefanski is going to continue to put him in situations where he could thrive. Um, and I think, as much as I hate to say this, losing OBJ last year uh, when they did is only going to make their relationship better because now Mayfield knows I don't have to force the ball to him yep. for us to be successful through the air. Which then so, allows OBJ to make those plays that he's known for because, you know, Baker is targeting other people. Exactly, right? You know, so, like, if I'm Browns fans, I don't want Rodgers because you're going to have to package a few first-round picks. You're going to yeah. have to package a few second-round picks. And then you're taking on a massive salary uh, removing any kind of salary flexibility that you may have. Right? Yeah, like, and that that doesn't seem like an Andrew Barry move, so I don't know why people think Aaron Rodgers is coming to Cleveland, and I don't want him. Yeah, uh, because he's not – dude, he would have the best two – you know, essentially the best running back tandem in the league. 
He would mm-hmm. have Odell Beckham. He would have a good offensive line. You know, he would have all these weapons on offense. And Aaron Rodgers would still find a way to bitch. He really yep. would. A little bit of a short show tonight, but let's turn to our final topic of the evening. Uh, It was announced today that athletes at the Tokyo Summer Olympics this year will not be allowed to wear Black Lives Matter apparel at ceremonies. Uh, The IOC announced... The IOC announced that BLM shirts would fall under the ban on protests and political messages that are no not permitted on the field of play during official ceremonies or at the podium. However, athletes will be allowed to wear uh, such apparel during interviews and press conferences. That's horseshit. That's I agree. Shit. The you know they have a platform. Let them use it. And I'm sorry, like I don't want to ever hear that the Olympics uh, eschews, um, you know, political statement. The IOC does this constantly. And if you would like to hear more about that on episode 13, if you don't know history, I talk about that with my guest. (laughs) Great episode. Yes. Right. Well, I mean, did they, did they do anything to Jesse Owens? Well, Jesse Owens didn't do anything. He just stood up there with a fucking shit ton of gold medals after whooping some Nazi ass in 36. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. No, that's not what I'm thinking of. But I don't think they did anything to the two guys in the iconic photo. That's who I'm thinking. That's who I'm thinking of. Not Jesse Owens. That was 1968, Mexico City. That was Giancarlos and Tommy. My apologies. My apologies for getting that wrong. Yeah. My apologies for getting that wrong. They tried to strip them. What? You know, and and that's that's the thing. Like these these, uh, the IOC is a horribly corrupt institution uh, that takes massive amounts of bribes uh, to to award, uh, you know, host cities the games, which these host cities spend billions of dollars to host, and they lose. They go billions of dollars into debt to build all this infrastructure that never gets used again. Yeah. Just look at the Rio. Uh, uh, Olympic site, right? Just look at it. it, it it's it's a graffiti, a great, you know, it's it's graffitied and 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 it's not used anymore. Look yeah. at uh, Lake Placid so- up in New York. I was gonna say Sochi. Yeah, Sochi. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Sarajevo before it was blown to hell and gone during the the dissolution of the Yugoslav of Yugoslavia in the the 90s. You know, th- that entire Olympic site was was empty. You know, it's it's not fucking worth it. And that's why you're seeing smaller cities, smaller and smaller cities get it, because a lot of these big cities are like, nah, bro, I'm not spending like twenty five billion to build all this shit on top of bribes that I have to pay to the IOC to get the games here. Yeah, it's starting to sound like FIFA and it's corruption. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. FIFA, FIFA and IOC are like one A and one B of corrupt sports entities with the NCAA uh, shortly behind it. Um, well, and well, not only that, I mean, look, look how many cases it took of sexual misconduct in the gymnastics yeah. for the IOC to say something. Yeah. Like just to say anything about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, really, are we do we I'm, clearly I mean, obviously, we all know the answer to this. But like, do we really even like trust them to even because I would they like don't to give shit. I would like to see some athletes do it anyway, be up there on the podium and like open their shirt and there's black lives matter. 
but that's the thing with putting the onus on the athletes who are training for, you know, years and years at a time for this one crack, right? Um, they get up on the podium and do that. They know they'll be stripped and then they'll probably be banned from the next games. Yeah. You know, it's unfortunate. That's, the type, that's the type of organization the IOC is, you know, and this isn't, this is just the icing at the top of the, the sports hypocrisy cake this week, because we have the NFL passing out memos uh, saying if a player gets hurt uh, when they're working out on their own away from team activity, you know, team activity facility, yeah, offsite facilities, he doesn't need to get paid for the year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that one, then you, too. Then you have Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia, who is signing NIL legislation only because he wants the University of Georgia to be able to recruit with the other schools that are, are going through similar legislation. Right. Like, yeah. the epitome of hypocrisy right oh yeah i knew that nil legislation was going to be a uh whoever did it first was going to cause a domino effect because everybody else is going to want to compete there as soon as as soon as a state with a big school like especially particularly in football but like as soon as you had ohio or alabama or florida or one of those type of states go for it everybody was going to follow suit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, that's the only reason Brian Kemp's doing it. Not because he gives a shit about the athletes because he doesn't want bulldog football to fall behind. Well, and I think too, like, and I think, I think what the IOC is trying to do is that they are trying to follow this, this mindset uh, that you see a lot of, of people just being like, Oh, well, it just needs to be about sports. It just needs to be about, this and it needs to be about that sports are political well yes but sports what i'm saying have though always been political well not, jackie know, robinson walking onto that field is political and i'm if not, you, I'm, not, I'm, not I'm not talking not about you heather i'm okay. talking about our potential listeners um <laughs> if you cannot see that you're listening to the wrong podcast well yeah. well what i was going to say is that it is wholly unfair, and it and it does those athletes a disservice to force them into that box where that is the only thing that matters to that person is that sport. Yeah. Like, they cannot be passionate about anything else outside of that, whether yeah. it's, you know, whether it's fucking – curling or you know the uneven bars or whatever like people need to remember that these athletes are human and they have outside interests that drive them to be the best at their at their you know chosen sport yep and so i i think it really does these athletes a disservice to say you are not allowed. You you need to to tuck that in and just worry about this mm-hmm. because a lot of times a lot of these athletes they're they are using what's going on in the world in different parts of the world they are using that as the drive and the motivation to to be the best at that f- in their field to be the face of it to be like you know what no we're not just what's happening here you know and and And, and it sucks that the ioc puts blinders 
And the Olympics inherently is political. The entire point of the Olympics is to promote nationalism. Do not tell that to the IOC. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse Owens at uh, at what was it? Nineteen thirty-six was a political statement. Yep. It's it's all about representing your country. So that a black athlete had beat Hitler. Yeah, like like not just a black athlete, right? A black athlete from a segregated Jim Crow America where he was a second-class citizen, went into a country that said blonde hair, blue-eyed Aryans are the the Ubermensch, right, the the ultimate man. And Owens just goes in there and karate kicks each one of them in the fucking head and just stands there with, like, half a bajillion gold medals. Um, And and the shitty part is, is America celebrates him in Berlin, and and then when he gets home, they treat him. He's back to second class. Exactly, Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so um, I think that I can say for the collective, for the three of us and our 24 listeners, um, that the IOC it's, can it's go. It's 20 at this point. 20. Uh, we, 20 we, yeah. we dropped. We dropped a couple. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I feel like I speak for the collective when I say that the IOC can go fuck themselves. Absolutely. Yes. So. Yes. I mean, this is the thing, right? Like, this is this is the the big kick in the pants, is that the IOC is going to go ahead and tell these athletes from whatever country they're coming from that you cannot wear BLM shirts, you cannot wear anything associated with BLM. Um, and the thing is, if there is that athlete that does it, knowing full well that the minute they step off the podium, he, you know, he or she are only going to be able to hold that that medal for a period of weeks before the IOC strips them. And they're just like, yeah, uh, I knew what was going to happen and I don't give a shit. That person is going to be the most popular person on the planet. They Absolutely. Really- <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Because it all and comes would, down to money. It all comes to down see. to money and the IOC is going to get pissed off because that person is going to start fucking raking in hand over fist endorsements. I would love to see a Simone Biles, somebody who's like the face of the country, go for it. I mean, that'd be great. And challenge them to see what they do. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to strip Simone Biles of her medals? <laughs> Dude, don't tempt the IOC with a good time. <laughs> like, All right. like that, that, that's who I really want to see. They will, they will fucking do it because they're horrible, detestable people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, let's give them a chance to prove themselves. Uh, I think that is it for the topics tonight. Uh, Let's go into uh, what do we what did we call it? Pluggables? Things we're plugging? (laughs) Pluggables. Yes. Pluggables. Mac, what are you plugging this week? I am plugging um, mutual aid. Get involved in your community. Help people out. Uh, I know we're all still trying to recover from a a year of pandemic, um, and I know everybody may not have the means to just give money. Well, don't do that. Volunteer. Get involved. Help people. All right. Heather, what is your plug this week? Um, mine is, mine, mine is, is very generational, but um, I am going to plug Zach to the Future, which is a fantastic podcast starring uh, – Everyone's favorite 
90s boy, Mark Paul Gossler. Oh. And Dashiell, uh, I forget Dashiell's uh, last name, but what it is, it is a podcast that breaks down every single episode of Saved by the Bill. That you get that you get interviews awesome. with Elizabeth Berkeley, you get interviews with Tiffany Amber Thiessen, and it, it is just fantastic. And it's really funny too because going into it, uh, Mark Paul Gosseler had never watched an episode of Saved by the Bill. Well, I mean, so, I, I I can see that because like I that's like. I don't like listening to myself. Exactly. And that was kind of his thing. He doesn't like to see (laughs) himself on TV. So this is him like, so he'll, he'll, you know, watch the episode and they kind of break it down. And it's just really fun to like hear the memories from him and like get kind of the stories from behind the scenes and everything. And it's just, it's just a really good time. If that was a show that you really liked growing up like me, um, like, Fun fact about me, I refused for my son's name to have the initials of AC because I was a Zach, I was team Zach Morris. (laughs) So I swear to you, that is why my son's initials are not AC. Well, AC Slater kind of sucked anyway. He was, he was not one of my, uh, okay. Well, okay. Well, Zach Morris is trash, but by the way, the guy that does this, he's the guy that does the Zach Morris is trash videos. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah yeah so i i i will plug zach to the future because it is a really fun listen all right and for me this week i'm gonna make it a little bit old school um i have rekindled my love for the tv show stargate uh the the the, the, the late 90s TV show Stargate SG-1 and Stargate Atlantis. So I am going to plug uh, Stargate SG-1 is on Netflix, and it still holds up. It is campy as hell, but it's so much fun. And you can't go wrong with Richard Dean Anderson. I uh, See, I was never a Stargate fan, and Richard Dean Anderson is always going to be MacGyver. That's fine, but you still can't go wrong with him. Well, he's always going to be MacGyver, and he's ne- to me, he's never done anything else after that. <laughs> All right. he, he would save the world with a rubber band, a paper clip, and, like, some scotch tape. All right. Oh. But- All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode. You can find us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get in the conversation at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Hometown Crowd Pod. You can subscribe anywhere you find your podcast. If you're an Apple listener, drop us a review and we will read it on the air. You can find us on the. You can find us on the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. Check out 910 Comedy on Facebook and check out our sister shows. That's Just My Face, Marital Tiffs, and Dead Girls Talking. We are on Twitch, twitch.tv slash hometown crowd. And I promise we will get that running smoothly here soon. Um, For Heather and Mac, I'm Tim. Thanks for cheering with the hometown crowd. Bye, everybody. Bye. Keep wearing your mask. Yes, keep wearing your mask. Do that. Get both shots. Unless you get the J&J one. one. (laughs) Have a good week.